Let's Manifest, the podcast where we allow our magic, feel our passion, live our love. And now your host, Joanne Morton, the positive energy artist. Today's episode, thank you for listening to it, is one that I was happy to record because I love talking about the power of gratitude, the attitude of gratitude. Gratitude changes everything. And gratitude is how we can create things in our life. And my special guest today, Rachel Flora, and I have a wonderful conversation about how gratitude's changed our lives and what we do and how we find that finding simple things to be grateful for can change a moment from feeling impossible to possible. So I hope you enjoy this conversation as much as I do. And please check out her radio show, Women on Top, and all the details for that information, as well as how they become a supporter of Let's Manifest at my Patreon site. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Well, hello. I always start my podcast with well, but that's okay. Well, everybody, I'm back. <laughs> well, and I'm it, here. And you are here. Yes. <laughs> so this is Joanne, your positive energy artist, and this is the Let's Manifest podcast, a zip zap of positive energy. And I am so excited to get a zip zap of positive energy from my special guest today, Rachel Flora. Rachel, hello. Hi, thank you so much for having me on for, twist, uh, well, for turning the tables. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. Because I was on Rachel's show many, many years ago, Women on Top. Um, mm -hmm. And we'll talk about that in a second. But I just want to say hello. Good morning. It's morning here in Savannah. Um, yes. And one of the things that I think I so appreciate about you, many, many things is gratitude. Yes. Oh my gosh. Gratitude so, changed so much for me. And because of you, by the way, really, like you had a huge hand. Um, so the first show that we did when you came on women on top was about gratitude. And at that point I was like, just not getting it. You know, I did, I didn't really fully get the point of being grateful and taking stock in the things you have to be grateful for. And, but just the way I remember like something shifted I, after you talked, I was like, oh, I should probably get back to my gratitude journal. <laughs> and um, it just really made a huge difference for me. Um, so thank you. Thank you for sharing that. I appreciate that. Um, I really do because gratitude really does change everything. It does, you know, it, it really does. And I don't think people realize that the power that gratitude and, you know, really being dedicated to doing it and to having that daily practice. Um, if I can share when I first started, um, the gratitude journal, I would sort of do, I would do it for a few days and be really into it. And then I'd be like, I have nothing to be grateful for today. And I'd write some like snarky, like, I'm grateful that I'm alive or something stupid, like just throw away. And as I was doing it more, I was like, I had a 
brain like click on moment. And I was like, I'm writing this, but I'm not applying it. Like I'm going through the motions of being like, I'm grateful for blah, 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 but I'm not feeling that. And I was like, okay, stop writing it if you don't feel it. So I took a break and then I started it up again and I would write, I, I tried to do it every day, but I missed a few days. And so I would just have like a huge entry. And I was like, I'm feeling grateful today. So I'm going to go for it. I'm grateful for this and just rattle, rattle on the line. And that was, uh, that was just such a shift. And I feel like I don't need to do it every day because I feel it every day. You know, yeah. I, I can take stock of being like, and the attitude changes, you know, if you're confronted with a situation that is not ideal, um, now I can just be like, well, at least that was a learning experience or well, <laughs> at least, uh, that won't happen again. <laughs> yeah. You know, you brought up a really good point about, um, when you do gratitude, practice gratitude and writing it down over and over and over and over again. And yeah, there are moments when you're like, I'm grateful for a cup of coffee. I'm grateful for this. I mean, and those are just as valid as I'm grateful, you know, for the 500 bucks I just got in the mail or whatever it is. Um, There's no, I don't think there's, there's not a, um, this gratitude is more than this gratitude. I think there's all gratitude is the same, right? Mm -hmm. But you just said something so important. Once you get in the habit of knowing what gratitude is, it's in your brain. Mm-hmm. You know, you retrain your brain. And that's where I go throughout the day constantly saying, mm-hmm. oh, I'm so grateful for this, or I'm so grateful for that. And I remember years ago, like, oh, I mean, like 30, 20 years ago, where my thoughts were, oh, I hate this. Oh, I mm-hmm. hate that. I hate this. And shifting it to gratitude is so powerful because even if you're not feeling it, you're manifesting. You're, mm-hmm. Those are affirmations. Those are mm-hmm. what, that's the positive energy that is creating, that's co-creating what your life is. And it is so mm-hmm. important to maintain that energy, especially mm-hmm. now, because there are so many outside forces mm-hmm. that are just bombarding us with, you got to feel this, you got to do this, but ultimately Mm -hmm. we have to stay aligned with what's right for us, you know? Mm -hmm. And, um, that is so true. It's so, so challenging sometimes. I know. You know what? I wouldn't have it any other way. And I think Mm -hmm. why we're talking today too, is because before we started talking, we were talking about our projects. You know, mm-hmm. I have my big circles of hope that everybody knows about, and I'm really grateful for it. It's frustrating as all heck sometimes, but I everything can't not we're do doing it is either. right. I can't mm-hmm. not do it, right? And so, tell me what's happening in your life that you can't not do, even though it's sometimes scary and frustrating and nerve wracking. Um, that is a great way to put that. <laughs> um, I am currently the co-founding editor of Savannian, which is a digital all-weekly publication, and it is so frustrating to run a business and have no idea what you're doing. <laughs> it is so, like, we jumped in and I was like, wait, what? Um, 
And trying to figure it out along the way can be really exhausting. And this is actually a great example of where you can, where I practice my gratitude all the time. I'm like, after a day where, you know, I might get some rude feedback on a story or I might like feel like, what am I even doing in this profession? What's the point? Um, I sort of sit down and I'm like, you know what, this is, this exists and that's a good thing. I'm grateful that this exists and I can do what I want to do. I can write and get things out there and talk to people and tell their stories. And this is good for that. And it's important. Um, And it is frustrating sometimes, but to keep that gratitude in your mind for it to exist. And that's kind of a funny thing to think about. Like, you know, I'm grateful that a thing that I made exists, but that's, the result of manifestation, honestly, you know, like, like you, um, you want something to exist and you put work into it, you manifested that. Um, and if I'm gonna make it, I can't be hating it. (laughs) Right. Oh, so true. Yeah. And like, and the frustration, like, of course, like we talked about, you know, we're going to get frustrated. We're going to be like, Oh my God, what's the point? But you know, I made it, this is mine and I'm going to approach it with a positive attitude. And, you know, that really helps if, if I approach it with a negative attitude, I would have walked away a long time ago, Yeah, you know, but I'm going to choose the positivity and stick with it. Yeah. Now I have just something that popped in my head and kind of going to throw it out of the curveball, but I think we can handle it. Mm -hmm. How do you, um, So what I'm trying to say is like, you know, things can be overwhelming and you guys didn't know. I mean, you guys were, you guys, when you started this, you're all, you know, you've written for a newspaper, you're all journalists, Mm -hmm. but you didn't really know how to do what you're going to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And I have this, you know, I'm kind of exhausted sometimes thinking that I have to know how to do it, or I even have to pretend that I know what I'm doing, you know, mm-hmm. like, I don't know what I'm doing. And I, sometimes when I call up people and I want to talk to them about something, I want to say, I really have no idea what I'm doing. I'd love your feedback and any advice. I don't, I'm tired of pretending, you know? Yes. I, yes. That is actually, I'm so glad you brought that up because that's exactly where I am right now, because we're at a point where I'm like, okay, I have pretended to girl boss and know this stuff for a long time and I don't, and it's time to ask for help. And I think so often, this is such a deep conversation. We don't have to get all the way into it, but I think women are expected to like, just know it all and do it all and make it happen. And I, this, and like, and then if you get confronted with something that you don't know how to make happen, it's like, well, why don't you know how to make that happen? But I think it's even more powerful to know what you can take on, not overburden yourself and be like, you know what? I don't know how to do taxes. I'm going to ask somebody to do it for me and I'm going to pay him to do it. Like it's, it's okay to delegate something. I don't know if you're the same way, Joanne, but I am definitely not a delegator. I'm like, I will take it on and I will do it. And I will burden myself with doing all these things, but I've been trying to learn to not do that because then I get overwhelmed. <laughs> Delegating <laughs> is really key. 
but it's mm-hmm. also about finding the right people that you can delegate to. Yes. People you can trust and who understand. Yeah. Because not everybody is the same. In no, that regard. no, 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 no. And not everybody um, has the same follow through, et cetera. Mm-hmm. And, all, and that's one of the things that I've been sort of focusing on is trying to figure out and I, oh, I hate saying that we're not the ones to figure it out. If you want to just go back into the spiritual whole thing, it's like, yes, we don't have to figure it out. You know? Yes, exactly. We just have to put it out there and do the action steps. But the action steps that I'm working on is knowing who are the right people to talk to. Yes. You know, relying on the, on the right network and talking to the right people, finding your people and go and, you know, doing it that way, knowing who is the right person to talk to and align yourself with. And that's hard sometimes. (laughs) It is, it is, it is. And I think it's okay if you talk to the wrong person or you're in the wrong situation for a moment, stop it and get out of it and don't let yourself belong into something. Exactly. Take yourself, you know, that's something that is hard for me too, is like, and so many people who know me well will agree like you don't know how to just like let something go if it's not working out from jobs to like friendships or anything else but it's so important that's something I'm working on every day is you know I think and some of that comes from hope and like hoping that oh it'll get better today was just a bad day but you know being realistic and being like actually this ain't getting any better. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. No. Yeah. Hope can only, yeah. Hope is hope such an interesting so word. Yeah. Hope. I was going to say hope can only take you so far because hope also hope is an action word. You know, if you have mm-hmm. hope, you have to take action for that hope. You can't, oh, that's I how that. I look at it. That's how I, because when I was re- when I was renaming the project from manifesting mobile to circles of hope, hope was a really big word. You know, that's a big word, but I was like, I don't want to just sit around and, oh, I hope it happens. Well, yeah, I hope it happens, but what am I doing to create the hope? You know, I'm part of the hope. I hope I take action, you know, I hope I get it done. I hope I do something. I hope I get it done. (laughs) So, so there's like, you know, there's a lot of layers to it, but Mm -hmm. you know, we have to, um, take the action and yes. And I say this all the time too, for anybody that's listening, if you're having a little slow action day, there's a song by um, Karen Drucker. It's called Gentle With Myself. And one of the lines is it, I will go as fast as the slowest part of me can go. That's brilliant. It's that, that, that song is brilliant. It's just- Because that really reminds you to like slow it down and, you know, be- easy with yourself. I mean, something that I fall into, and I'm sure you do too, is you go, 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 go. I'm going to set 300 meetings today and I'm going to do all these things. And, you know, it feels good, but then you crash and you're like, I, I am really learning and focusing on portion control. Like don't overstuff your day. Don't I remember when I was first starting out in writing, I would schedule interviews, like back to like almost not even giving myself time to go to them I would be like wrapping up okay see you later and like rowing and like being late and I learned that that was dumb because it's overworking yourself and you know this I'm going faster than the slowest part of me wants to go 
Yeah. And that's just not sustainable. <laughs> no, no, no. And we have to remember that sustainability is so key to ourselves. I mean, mm-hmm. we've created this world where we're not, there's no so many unsustainable practices. Yes. And duh, ugh, you know, and I'm hoping, right. I'm hoping that, you know, I have, I have hope, gratitude and hope, they're my words, but I, <laughs> I am hoping that um, because of the pandemic and the change that we've gone through in the last couple of years, mm-hmm. that more and more people are waking up and understanding the value of taking the time and the urgency. There is no urgency. 24 hours goes as 24 hours goes. We do not need to speed up that clock at all. One of my favorite things is to, this doesn't happen super often, but you know, my favorite thing is to push back against urgency. Like, no, I will respond to you and I am ready. I don't need, there are very few situations where you need to call someone back right that second. Yeah. Um, And you know, my favorite phrase that I've not been able to use yet, but I can't wait until the day I do is my, a, a lack of planning on your part is not reason for urgency on my part. Oh, Isn't that great? That is so good. Oh, and yes, I, yes, oh, and I, yes. I, I love it. And fortunately, I've never been put in the position to have to say it. But I think, you know, just, you know, other people might be going fast. You don't have to. No, uh-uh, no. It just doesn't because, have to be that way. Yeah. 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 No, just because you let yourself procrastinate and get to a place where you're like, I need this done tomorrow. Well, then you should have talked to me two weeks ago because it's going to take about eight hours to get all this done. And you only have one hour. So yes. And it's, that's just so disrespectful of people's time to Mm -hmm. be like, drop everything and talk to me, you know, and understanding boundaries. That's a big thing for me right now. Mm -hmm. Boundaries around time and effort. And yeah, that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's, that's deeper than we need to go. (laughs) Yeah. 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 And we're all guilty of it. I mean, there has been times like, Oh my God, I need to get this done. I'm so sorry, but I don't, you know, the biggest thing I think for me to tell people is you can be, you know, urgent or you can be upset about something but you don't need to be mean to the other person that is helping you. You don't want to, you don't take your crap out on them. You know, that is just my, that's the most baffling thing. You Mm -hmm. know Um, I just don't ever, I don't get it. There was, I mean, I'm, I, I shouldn't, I don't know if I should say this, but there was one time when I was living in New York city and um, I don't know what happened, but I couldn't get it. I couldn't buy like a, a token or I couldn't get, a trains, maybe they didn't have cash or change the spine, a token to get on the subway. And they just were not letting me get on the subway. And I was just like, and I remember I got so angry. I slammed my hand on the window <laughs> going, what? And I was just like, oh, that's not me. Yeah. That is not me. And I've never done that ever again. I mean, that was just like a wake up call. You do not need, cause I was probably late probably it's mm-hmm. all my fault. It was nothing to do with that was <laughs> that person was doing their job. Yeah. Maybe mm-hmm. they could have let me on for free, but they're not the kind of people to break the rules. So, okay. Right. That's all right. You know, you know, that is so true because I think there are so many situations where you can find yourself being like, hold on, why am I acting like this? Yeah. And I think it's when we are just put in a position where we're like, 
uncomfortable or like not knowing or something um it is scary to watch yourself turn into like yeah. the big scary monster and be like oh that's not what I meant I know, I <laughs> that's know. not me no no and that's where being mindful about your thoughts and being and being grateful I mean I think mm -hmm. I mean seriously I think gratitude is the most important thing in my life it really is. And because it denotes, you know, such a paradigm shift and because, you know, we're actually something I meant to say earlier is, you know, before I would be more mindful about my gratitude, my parents were like, my mom would actually be like, okay, if you're just going to complain to me on the phone, you can call me later. Or they would be like, you complain so much. And I was like, no, I don't. I didn't realize that I was just like thinking of things to talk about and they were all complaining. And I, I even asked my parents after I became more mindful about, you know, being in a positive mood, I asked, you know, do you still think that I complain a lot? And my mom was like, actually, no, you complain so much less. And I was like, that is what I was going for Yay. because you don't have like that compulsion to complain all the time no, and no. and you know honestly um i understand that people go through things but it sucks to be stuck with somebody that all they do like they cannot find the bright side i know and i and well it's tough. because we got to take a break, like, quick break but i also yes. find it really interesting how you can meet a complete stranger and they'll immediately start complaining about the weather or about thus and thus why are we sharing complaints with complete strangers? Right, exactly. And why is that the first thing you go to? And you know what? As you say that, I'm guilty. I do that. But, you know, why am I, you know, the weather is the one thing you cannot control. Why would you be upset about it? Yeah. You just got to roll with it. Bring an umbrella then. It's always hot. It's, it's hot. We're in Savannah. It's in Georgia. Welcome. Yeah. We're in the South. It's, yeah. Granted, you know, I guess we could complain about climate change because whatever. I was going to but... say climate change. <laughs> Actually, I think the next time a stranger complains to me about the weather, I'm going to be like, yeah, I know, uh, carbon gas emissions, right? I know. And I then know. just watch them be like, huh? I know. <laughs> I used to always say, people pay a lot of money for hot yoga. We get it for free. <laughs> Actually, yeah. I know, <laughs> I know. All right, Thanks, well, we got to take a quick break because we can't talk for hours and hours on this podcast. We only got about 30 <laughs> minutes or so. So everybody, this is Rachel and I am Joanne and we'll be right back after this short break. Okay, this is my favorite part of the podcast. It's where I get to ask my special guest what their definition of magic, passion, love is. And for the first time listeners, welcome, welcome. Magic, passion, love has been with me for since 2004. And it's kind of been my guiding words on how to live my life and who I am. And there is a definition. Magic, passion, love is a renewable, sustainable, positive energy source found within all of us. And when used, Ooh. life feels good. And when shared, wow. So magic, passion, love is, um, I've kind of combined them, but those three words are so unique and everyone has a definition for what mm -hmm. they mean. So I like to put this to my guest, Rachel. What does magic, what does passion, what does love mean to you? I love that question. I will say I'm going the, I'll start it off by saying the three words together to me, just feel like something to strive for. Like when you, when I first 
heard that question, I was like, this feels like what I want my to live my life as, you know, like as whatever that means, I wanted to be magic, passion, love. I want that. Um, so magic to me, I feel like the obvious thing I think of first is like a magic trick, but you know, I feel like you sort of like the child, like magic and wonder, like seeing something and, you know, it coming true. And, you know, honestly, manifestation, um, comes to mind when I think of that, you know, being able to think of something and create it, um, because really that is magic. Okay. I love that. I thought of that. I love that. Um, so magic can be anything that, you know, you create and, you know, surprises you and leaves you in a little bit of wonder. Um, for me, passion is just, um, you know, being so happy with where you are having, you know, the, like, like the fire inside you, like what you need, like we were talking about what you need to be doing. Um, for me right now, it's, you know, writing and getting out there, connecting people, um, spreading, the message for other people acting as a conduit to like get other people you know out there I'm passionate about that um and keeping the passion of like I'm just I just keep thinking of like the fire inside you and like what you need to keep burning and then love I mean I feel so overwhelmed with love at this point like I I have friends that, I, and that's taken a lot of time for me to call down, but you know, everyone in my life, I love everyone. Like I love it just the way it is. Um, and that's the result of work. Um, you have to put the work in and, you know, and that sort of is what magic passion love to me means in general as well is like you need, like it's something to work towards. It's something to strive towards. That's sort of how I answered it the first time but you know it's it's an ideal that I want to go to like I I want everything I do to resonate with that sort of you know I can do it I can make my life as happy and as passionate and purpose-filled and purpose-driven as I can but I have to put the work in um and so yeah that's how that's what I think I I think that's you know it's something to to hope for but to put the work in it's you know to hope to hope that I work towards that and to sort of hold it as an ideal of what life should be like coming out from some like especially when you are living in your purpose and you know doing something that you care about that's what you want to be doing so I think that's I think that's my answer <laughs> That's a very good answer. Yeah, Thank I you. love it. I love it. I think it's, um, and I'm glad you put the word work into it. Um, mm -hmm. work is an action, you know, yes. and we have to have action and it's, and I just action, no matter how big or small is so important to activate magic, passion, love. And it is something to work towards because as I was saying, you know, about love, it's, I've done a lot of work to love myself, to love the people around me, to love what I'm doing. And it's an act of choosing to do that every day. Mm -hmm. And, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's the magic. It is, it is, yeah. And, and to love is the cure. Yes. It's all about and love. We are here it to is. love. We are here and to love. We, have, we have to remember that even when it's hard. It. 
And you know, that's where gratitude comes in. Yep. It's all gratitude. Everything. All right. Well, let me just, uh, I need another sip of water and we need to take another quick break, but thank you so much, Rachel. And we'll be right back with the last little bit of segment with Rachel Flora. So our interview, our chat is almost over, Rachel, but I have to do it again. We will. We'll have to go get a drink sometime. Um, Yes. Yes. So here we are last segment. I like to ask my special guests a fun question. And this question just inspires me so much. Um, I guess I need to answer it myself someday, but I'm asking (laughs) you, um, if your life was a food, what would it taste like? I love that question. And Joanne can attest. I had a little existential moment trying to answer it just now, but I think if I could conceptualize it, I think it would be like a very eclectic salad. So like, you know, a base of lettuce, probably romaine, um, just cause it's, you know, dependable, good lettuce. Um, but then honestly, just like a bunch of stuff because it's funny because I actually always get a buffet salad when I go to a buffet and I throw on like chickpeas and eggs and like some cucumber, tomato, maybe a little dried cranberry to spice it up a little bit. Um, but just the eclectic mix that you are like, it's totally given to my whim. It's totally whatever I feel like at that moment. Um, no really rhyme or reason. They may not go together. I'm just going to throw it in anyway. And, um, yeah, I think it would be like a very, like the weirdest buffet salad you could create. (laughs) I love that. That is so (laughs) wonderful. And I've been really into making salads right now. There you go. So Put I some um, chickpeas and eggs on for me and you'll have yeah. Well, my salad. favorite way to make salads is roasted vegetables. You know, I never think about doing that, but that's so smart. So yeah, I have a bunch so of roasted good. potatoes in my refrigerator and roasted Brussels Ooh. sprouts. And so when I want to make I a salad, I just pull it. I mean, I have these little containers of all these different things to mm-hmm. make a salad. So um that sounds yeah. so good. Potatoes yeah. on a salad is smart. And I think I'm going to try it because yeah. I've never, I know that I think green truck has a salad with potatoes on it and I've never gotten it. Cause I always just go for the burger, but I think that's yeah. a great idea. Yeah, <laughs> I know. And I love the buffet salads, you know, I mean, I like making salad, but if you don't, it's just, you have to have everything pre-cut otherwise yes. it's a, it's a tedious thing. So it's meal it planning life planning, plan, plan, plan. (laughs) You know, actually that's a good metaphor too, because I want to plan it out, but then I don't like, I, I either go and get something for the occasion or I'm like, "Ah, I'll just put whatever I have in the fridge and I just sprinkle. And actually that's a great metaphor. Actually. I'm very taken with that description of myself. Good, good, good. Well, I love your eclectic salad of life that you have. Thank you. And if people want to find you online, where can they find you? Wonderful. So you can, I'm very active on Instagram, probably more than Facebook. Um, so my Instagram is Rachel. Um, it's R-A-C-H-A-E-L, Flora, F-L-O-R-A, Fauna, F-A-U-N-A, because I think Flora Fauna is very cute. I've always wanted to meet somebody with the last name fauna not happened yet but um so rachel flora fauna is the instagram handle but then i'm on facebook as well and then if you wanted to support the savannian that would be incredible we are called 
the Savannian, and it's spelled like Savannah I A N on Facebook. And then we also have an Instagram and we have a Twitter, but I'm not on that very much. <laughs> Twitter's yeah. I don't do no. Twitter either. I'm yeah. not a it's this it's not fun. Like yeah. it's, it's it's it can be all right, but it's not it's a confusing. I like Instagram. It's I know. Confusing. Yeah, it's fine. And they send me way too many notifications and I'm like, leave me alone. I like yeah. Instagram better anyway. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And then can people listen to your Women on Top radio show? Yes, thank you. I forgot about that. Yes. So we are every Wednesday on WRUU, which locally in Savannah is at 107.5 FM, or you can listen online at WRUU.org. And so we are an hour long show. And also, you know, we are always looking for women to spotlight. So if you or anybody you know thinks, you know, this person can talk for an hour about something, um, send them my way. Um, we love to talk to new people and make new friends. Um, so we have a Facebook page called Women on Top, WRUU 107.5 FM. I think that's the name of it. But my co-host Tatiana Von Tauber and I, it's a picture of us. <laughs> so you'll see. Yeah. But we also, the there's an archive on the, on the website if you want to listen to the past 10 shows is what shows up. But if you want to get a feel for it, but definitely tune in every week. We love to hear the people are listening because yeah. we don't have a way to know that. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I love the local radio station. It's it's so lovely. It's so good. It's I'm so, so glad that we have it. Yeah, I am too. And um, and that they that they persevered and made it happen because it was a process. Yeah. Things take time, so don't give up. Just keep on going. That's actually a good point you know it did take them a long time and you know even with Tatiana and, our, and my show it took us a long time we were I think it took us a year and so we got the courage to just go for it and now we don't even get nervous before the show anymore <laughs> nope 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 you just gotta do it yeah this is my 21st episode Awesome. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that. Yeah. So I've been doing it. And the first one, if you go back and listen to it, it doesn't sound very, I mean, it was my very first one. I did a disclaimer. I didn't, my, it was just things happen, but I was like, you know what? I'm just going to put it up anyway, because you just got to do it and you get better if you mm -hmm. do it, you know, it takes practice. Yes. And if you, you know, never take the jump, you'll never keep going or swimming nope. or whatever analogy we'll use for yeah, that exactly you'll know you have to take the first step and it might be scary but oh well <laughs> oh well oh well oh well do it anyway do it Life do is... what you do what what's my saying do what fear do what you're most afraid of yes absolutely do what you're most and, afraid of and it might feel scary in the moment but it's so rewarding afterwards and then you can be like wow what a badass i am for I doing what i'm afraid of and i kind of think it's scarier not to do it because regret is the scariest thing of all looking back <laughs> oh, and being, yeah oh and being like, yeah Oh, well, wow. I don't know about you, but I have gotten a very good zip zap of positive energy from Rachel today. Thank you. I got a great zip zap from you. So All thank right. you. Yay. Thank you for doing this. Well, Yay. I just want to say thank you for coming on and thank you everybody for listening. And again, if you like this podcast, please listen to the other episodes. And you're also invited to be a Patreon and support the podcast on my Patreon site, which is patreon.com backslash magic passion love yeah Wonderful. and all of our links and everything will be in the show description so join us and um, until next time just keep allowing your magic 
feeling your passion and living your love. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Joanne. Thank you.